0: up what's up what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the format podcast man let's get right to it because I got some uh, I got some thoughts on a pretty interesting um, story in sports right now so if if you're like me and you're a football fan um, college or pro you can't wait for the next season to start and obviously that's uh, the end of August and the beginning of September so that's a few months from now I know a lot of people are looking forward to enjoying the summer and all that I respect that but I don't know. I love football so much. I must be a weirdo because every year I can't wait for the summer to be over just so football can be back. I know that's crazy, right? But anyway, one of the biggest storylines in in college football this year is obviously the NIL, right? We saw that um, pretty much take hold last season in terms of um, you know players getting uh, the opportunity, as they should, to cash in on their own name, image, likeness. We've seen for years that uh, schools were making tons of money off the backs of players, um, whether it's, you know, obviously filling up the stadiums and winning championships or not winning championships, whatever it may be, uh, the television deals that all these conferences are getting, at least the major conferences, as well as selling memorabilia, uniforms, and stuff like that. The players are out there doing it. And by rule, And theoretically, they weren't making any money off their name, image, likeness. And we'll we'll actually get to whether or not the players were making money in a little bit. But um, basically, the rule has been passed now that players can be compensated for their name, image, likeness. But... Things aren't going quite as to be expected. Now, we've heard a lot of big name coaches, you know, railing about this, getting pretty upset. Uh, Two of the biggest being uh, Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney, both multiple time national championship winners. And um, I think it's really interesting. You know, these are guys that are. Both among the top highest paid, top 10 highest paid uh, coaches in college football, they are making a whole heck of a lot of money. Uh, Obviously, they're great college football coaches, but they're making tons of money. Players aren't getting any, again, theoretically, right? We'll get to that in a second. But I find it so interesting that they're railing against the fact that these players are able to be compensated now. So, the two biggest issues name image likeness, commonly referred to as NIL, and of course the transfer portal. So when the name image likeness was basically passed that players could be compensated, one of the quote unquote rules, although I guess the rules for this thing were very poorly written, were that the name image likeness were not supposed to be able to induce players in that you weren't supposed to use name image likeness to pull a player who was already at a school into the transfer portal to get them to come to your school, and you weren't supposed to use it for recruiting purposes. Now, that's pretty ridiculous, right? If, if you didn't very clearly and very specifically write up how NIL is or is not supposed to be used, you know that human nature is to push the limits and the boundaries of things. And we know that for the most part, most of the biggest college football programs already are dirty. We know that, right? So why would we think NIL would be any different? And why would we think that NIL wouldn't just turn into a bidding war for the top players, the top incoming freshmen, as well as the top transfer candidates? So this is amazing. Um, for instance, we see new USC head coach, Lincoln Riley. He has absolutely raided the transfer portal. Obviously, there wasn't a whole lot of talent on that roster when he arrived um, at the beginning of this uh offseason period so he's done a lot through the transfer portal one of the biggest names two of the biggest names that that are there now are former quarterback Oklahoma Sooner quarterback Caleb Williams who Lincoln Riley in fairness recruited when he was a head coach at Oklahoma last year so he has a relationship with Caleb Williams Caleb Williams knows his system so it only makes sense that he would likely follow his coach out west the other one is a bullet winner um I think it's Jordan Addison I, I might have that first name wrong but Uh, His name is Addison, and um, he was a Blitnikoff winner at Pitt last year, uh, won an ACC championship. He was with uh, first-round draft pick Kenny Pickett, and he decided to enter the transfer portal. Now, I don't have too much issue with players being able to utilize the transfer portal. At the end of the day, they get recruited by coaches. Coaches leave all the time for a better situation, so why should players not be able to do the same? I think that's only fair. Um, now, what we're seeing in terms of players, just I think what we need to do more of is kind of have more guidelines around it, the way it is in the NFL. Like there are certain times when it can happen, certain times when it can't. I, I don't know that players should just be able to hop in and out of the portal. I, I, I don't know all the regs on it, how many times they could do it, whether or not they're penalized, you know, in terms of how that coincides with their eligibility as a collegiate athlete, blah, blah, blah. But this is a real interesting thing. So anyway. Where I was going with this was the SEC gift that keeps on giving in terms of college football. Now you watch this show, you know me, you know I'm not a big SEC guy, but I would be lying if I said they weren't extremely entertaining. And why am I so entertained right now? Because of this riff, this schism, this budding rivalry, this outright war of words between Nick Saban, legendary uh, Alabama head football coach and arguably the greatest college football coach of all time. And Jimbo Fisher, the head coach at uh, Texas A&M, who's also a champion. He won a championship when he was a head coach at Florida State. So what what's the real issue here? Why don't we let Nick Saban tell it? I
1: mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A M and was 1st A M bought every player on their team. Made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right? We didn't buy one player. All right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Yeah. So it's... Um, it's tough, and people blame the NCAA. But in defense of the NCAA, we are where we are right, because of the litigation that the NCAA gets, like the transfer portal. Every time somebody wanted to transfer, they'd apply for a waiver. Right, if you didn't give them, if the NCAA didn't give them a waiver so they could be immediately eligible, they filed suit. So the NCAA would back off and give them a waiver. So they just said, we're just going to make a rule where everybody can transfer. That's how that happened. So if the NCAA doesn't get some protection from litigation, whether we got to get an antitrust or whatever it is, from a federal government standpoint, this is not going to change because they cannot enforce their rules, just like Nate said. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division I player to come to the school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it.
0: Wow, so apparently Nick Saban is at uh, some meeting trying to generate money for for boosters in Alabama to to get their war chest up so they can do a better job of utilizing NIL, I guess. And that's what he says. He basically came for AM and and he came for Jimbo. Wow. So before I get into this some more, let, let's hear Jimbo's response. This was crazy. I'm, I'm really enjoying this, by the way. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organization, more importantly, 17-year-old kids, you're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. And they broke state laws, that they're, that they're, they're all money, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody, no rules were broken, nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top, and the parody in college football he's been talking about, Go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're we're always going to be here. Okay, so Jimbo definitely fired back. You could tell he was hot. So what are my thoughts on this? First and foremost, come on, man. Most people are going to – so most of the big-name college programs in college football are dirty – and have been dirty for quite some time, right? What do I mean by dirty? I mean by, we know it, they're buying players, they're paying players to go to their schools. Winning or not, there's no other way realistically to keep up that level of recruitment consistently year in, year out. Now, I personally don't have evidence of this, but you know, the, the common sense factor would tell you that there's something going on under the table, right? Um, I've actually known guys who were junior college coaches, and they told me, That they were doing it on that level right on junior college level they were paying guys you know obviously not as big as nil money but they were paying guys to get them to that junior college program right because at that point that junior college program if it has better players obviously they can win junior college conference and national championships and and they can also put themselves in a position to be a pipeline to the next level to the big name or even mid-major programs on the uh fbs level right so you know, there's benefits to everyone. So, you know, just the mere fact that I've been told by college assistants that this is happening on the junior college level leads me to think that where the huge money is, you know, the college football playoff power five level, and maybe even in some places, group of five level, it's probably happening there too, right? Now, some people are going to say, oh, Bruce, you're a hater. You just hate on the SEC. You're accusing him. Well, I think it's pretty well known. It's it's talked about in circles that the SEC has been doing this. Um, I think before last season, Tennessee got busted literally for having a bag man. We've been hearing the expression bag man in college football for a while. Right. Literally, University of Tennessee. This is prior to uh, the arrival of uh, head coach Josh Heupel. And I can't remember the. ad's name but they came together from uh university of central florida but anyway prior to their arrival in the previous regime they were literally handing out bags of cash in mcdonald's bags taking the uh term bag man to a new level right so we know this stuff happens this is not new but but you know back to um jimbo and saban this is really crazy um we know that alabama's been doing this stuff for the longest um we've seen Uh, Professionals saying that when they were getting recruited to Alabama in the 1990s and in the early 2000s that they were getting offered six figures to go there. Right. So this is not new. This is not new. I'm not sure why we're acting so shocked by this. Not we, but some of us and why Nick Saban would point the finger elsewhere, knowing that that may very well shine a light back on himself and not even just pointing the finger elsewhere. But he's pointing the finger at a guy who knows where the bodies are buried. His former offensive coordinator, now head coach of uh, Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. That makes no sense. And that kind of leads to why Jimbo made some of the comments he made. If you're going to point at somebody, point at, you know, John Jones, head coach of Bruce Hope State University, right? A guy who doesn't have uh the wherewithal who doesn't have the knowledge who doesn't have the resources to make it really dirty and air your dirty secrets if you wanted to why would you point towards someone who knows where the bodies are buried the arrogance is confounding when it comes to Jimbo Jimbo Fisher I I really have no idea why it is that he would do this right and that's why Jimbo said what he said you know I Jimbo basically made it clear uh you know, if you want to dig into this guy's past, you know, you'll, you'll find it if you go looking for it. And Jimbo knows that. He knows that. Now, the fact that A&M now has this number one recruiting class. Last year, they had the number one highest rating recruited class of all time. Like, that's insane. Now, Texas A&M, the state of Texas on the whole, got a lot of money. Comes from oil. A whole lot of money. Their boosters have a whole lot of money. You're telling me that they're not getting any assistance here in terms of how they're recruiting and now they're using the NIL now it may have been a stretch <laughs> for Nick Saban to point the finger and say that A&M bought every player on their team but you know again I don't personally have the evidence but I'm pretty sure it's fair to say that a bunch of those uh players on that team in that recruiting class that one last year and now this one and the ones going forward are going to be um getting compensated let's just say it lightly and at the end of the day it's legal now you know the all these all these uh organizations all these boosters all these quote-unquote collectives for these schools and all that they've read the regs right they know where the loopholes are they're working through it the regs were poorly written and now guys are able to cash in now from, from what i've heard um tj hushmanzada former nfl wide receiver former uh oregon State wide receiver really good guy really good um Uh, wide receiver on the college and pro level. He works with a lot of high school and college uh, receivers and athletes. One thing that he reported, he's not a reporter, but one thing that he, he said is that the claims of the money we're hearing is not quite as great as what we're hearing. They're not getting that much money. But at the end of the day, It's just amazing that now the players are able to take advantage and get a piece of that money, and these coaches are all losing their minds. Now, Saban, he's upset because he doesn't have the number one recruiting class. What recruiting class does he have? Number two. So you're upset because you don't have number one, but your recruiting class is number two. It's not like you fell from one to 10 or one to 20 because other people now have the ability to basically buy players the same way your program has been doing for years and years. Now, again, not saying he's not a great coach. You have to be, but it sure helps to facilitate all that winning when you have a high-end level of talent. One thing I pointed to, um, like when Notre Dame played Alabama, they played them in the National Championship game 2012. They played them uh, in the playoff, I want to say two years ago. One of the biggest things, Notre Dame on their first 22 has – guys that can match up with most teams in the country. But what happens is when you have four and five stars coming off the bench like Alabama does on your defensive lines, your O lines, your wide receiver, and you can just keep refilling that level of talent, there are very few teams that are able to stack up with you physically, right? So yeah, Nick Saban, all-time great coach, but it sure helps when you have the uh, talent advantage. And now it seems like he's upset because other people are attempting to close that gap doing the same thing his program's been doing for years. Insane. That's ridiculous. Saban really needs to be careful. And that's funny because that's why SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey basically told all these dudes, play nice, stop talking about each other. Because at some point, they keep up this foolishness. It's going to come out. And Greg Sankey does not want the dirty laundry of his conference aired for everyone, right? So, a uh, former uh, NFL player, linebacker and safety, uh, sewer Cravens, he talks about it via tweet. How, um, you know, when he was going on recruiting visits, he was being offered money to re- to visit and, of course, to play for teams. And this is well before NIL. You know, so there there are lots and lots of players that can speak to this. Most of them aren't, you know, coming out and blowing up these schools. But we need to stop acting number one like this. Pay for play hasn't been going on forever. Number two, we need to stop acting like it's so bad for the players to get a piece of it. I don't know how they rein it in or how they regulate it or how they control it. I guess right now it's a true fair market. Basically, whoever gets the most money, that's where I'm going. Um, But at the end of the day, college football has never truly had parity. So this isn't going to cause it. So I don't think we need to worry about that. College football is going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be real interesting to watch going forward to see where it all ends up. But, you know, I tell you, (laughs) I wouldn't mind seeing an arm wrestling match or whatever between Jimbo and uh, Nick Saban. That'd be pretty interesting. But again, Saban, you need to stop pointing the finger at guys who know what you got going on and what you've been doing and know where those bodies are buried. You need to cut that out. That was not a smart move at all. Jimbo. Jimbo you your your program's probably acting up too maybe you want to calm down and uh stop being so aggressive but um you know like like I said the arrogance is is insane it's crazy but what does that lead to I think it's October 8th A&M and Bama play that's going to be a hell of a matchup um it's going to be interesting to see what happens in midfield when these guys got to go confront each other shake hands or whatever it may be but You know, definitely looking forward to seeing what happens in college football on the whole, but especially in the SEC and also really looking forward to see how the transfer portal and the NIL affects the on field product. So we definitely got a lot going on looking forward to it. Can't wait. Quick side note. Opening game of the season, Notre Dame fighting Irish. You know I love Notre Dame. You can see it right behind me there. But they are going to the horseshoe to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's going to be a hell of a matchup and a hell of a test for Marcus Freeman in his regular season opener as Notre Dame head coach. With the added spice on it that he himself is a former Buckeye. So it doesn't get any better than that. But um, definitely be back with you on the next episode. So real quick. If you enjoyed the show, please give me that thumbs up. Click that like button. Also, uh, click the subscribe button in the lower right corner of your screen if you haven't clicked it already. Make sure you click the notification bell so you can be notified when new episodes come out. If you um, want the audio-only version of the podcast, we're pretty much anywhere you download your audio podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see some of those locations on the screen. Uh, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 all that good stuff, right? Pretty much anywhere, like I said, that you get your audio podcast we're there. All right. If your audio podcast platform allows you to please go ahead and uh, give us that five star review. helps us rise in the algorithm, helps more football fans, sports fans, period, find us. And speaking of more sports fans finding us, if you like the show and you know other people who are sports fans, please share it with them. Don't hesitate. All right. Thanks so much. And I'm out. Peace.